You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how we get you set for week one Packers Saints and the injury report is out. We are going to dig into that in a major way because there are a lot of big things to talk about here. Let's start with the Green Bay Packers because Zadarius Smith did not practice on Friday, which is today as we are recording this, um, but at least for the, in the sessions that were open to the media, but Matt LaFleur would not rule him out as being able to play coming up on Sunday afternoon. They are going to give him the full 48 hours coming up to game time to prove he's good, that he can go. And we spent some time earlier in the week talking about, okay, what does this mean? Uh, what are the opportunities for the other guys with Zadarius Smith out? And this is a huge opportunity for someone like Rashawn Gary, who is going to now play 50, 60, 70, 80% of snaps with Zadarius Smith, either sidelined or hobbled. And, and those are really the only options right now. We know Zadarius Smith, even if he plays, is not going to be 100% healthy. And so that is a pretty big question mark for the Packers. Can they get enough pass rush on Jameis Winston? Because they don't have the receivers. That was the big news that came out on Friday. The Saints are sending Traquan Smith to the IR and Traquan was going to be wide receiver one and or two for the Saints until Michael Thomas came back. He was wide receiver two for much of last year with Michael Thomas and Marquez Callaway, who has ascended, is still not an elite player. This is not, you know, a bona fide number one. So now you lose a number two or number one, obviously that would be worse. He was the more experienced guy, the more reliable player, someone who as a veteran, you would have a little bit more faith in being the guy than you do someone like uh, Marquez Calloway or Lil Jordan Humphrey or Ty Montgomery or Chris Hogan, because those are the guys that the Saints are going to have to rely on. And that is not that is not a great place to be if you're the, the, the New Orleans Saints who are going to have to go shot for shot with Aaron Rodgers and a dynamic Green Bay Packers offense that is, at least right now, healthy. And, and maybe later in the year when they had Michael Thomas and you know the Packers sustain an injury or two, you're going, okay, maybe it would be different because of the circumstances. But right now, Green Bay comes into the season as healthy at the skill positions, really, as they could be. Devontae Adams, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers, all of those guys. Healthy, big Bob Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, healthy. Jay Sternberger, obviously suspended, but he's healthy. And then AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, Kylan Hill, they're healthy. All their guys are ready to go. And so 
we're going to see some new things. We're going to see some of the old things, and we're going to see how they push this offense forward. That is an interesting question. Aaron Rodgers talked about it earlier this week. You have to find ways to be creative so you don't get guys bored. That's a big thing. Don't get bored with uh, what you're doing offensively because then it gets stale. And you want the guys to be engaged every week, which means you have to make tweaks. You have to push things. And there was a great quote in, in a piece in The Athletic about these, these Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley, two high defenses that the Packers are running, by the way. And the quote is from Nathaniel Hackett, who said, you cannot get bored with success. You, if, you're, if you're gaining five, six yards a pop on the ground against these two high looks, keep running the ball. If you're getting six, seven yards on these little inbreakers or outbreakers, um, against those two high looks because the linebackers can't get there. Keep throwing those and matriculate down the field and then pick your spots because they might bust the coverage or you might be able to play action, shot them over the top as the Packers did. And, and what the Packers were able to do against a team like the Rams is stay patient enough that you run the ball effectively against those light boxes. And then all of a sudden, now these safeties feel like they got to fly downhill to fill and you have an opportunity to go over the top with Alan Lazard, which is what they did, the play that ultimately sealed the game. And they would have gotten the Rams twice on it. Uh, the first one Lazard dropped would have been, I don't know if it would have been a touchdown, but it would have been a monster chunk play. They got Devontae Adams on a double move, similar situation. Okay, short, 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 double move over the top. Run, 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 play action over the top. And that defensively is what the Packers are going to have to guard against on their end. So back to this, this thing with the Saints. They do not have any receivers. They don't have them, okay? So how do you, as a defense, want to handle this? Oh, you know, you're going to play a lot of this too high. Don't let Jameis push the ball down the field to Marquez Callaway. Don't let them get any cheap ones up the seam with Adam Troutman. And do not... Let them beat you with Alvin Kamara in the passing game. If he's if you're going to let him run, if he's going to if he's going to tote the rock thirty times, you just got to live. You just have to let it be. And you you say if this is how you think you can beat the Packers, God bless you. What the Packers are saying is we don't think you can be efficient enough offensively to match our offense who is going to be one of the most three or four efficient offenses in football this season, assuming, you know, Aaron Rodgers plays 17 games. I'm still not getting used to this, this, the 17. Is it 17? It's 17. Uh, it's 18 weeks, 17 games. He's going to be efficient. So that makes these, this defensive approach all the more prudent. And, and it's not dissimilar from the way Mike Patton wanted to approach it last year. It's different in, in the, the tone right? In the aggressiveness of it. It's more proactive than reactive. It's not rush for stay in, stay in your too high look, make it clear what you're running, and then occasionally play some of that robber coverage to give yourself some opportunities to create turnovers with Darnell Savage. No, it's going to be a lot more spinning safeties, pre-snap, post-snap, pre-snap disguise, post-snap disguise, getting to places where the quarterback expects you to vacate. These are the things that this defense is going to try and do. And so you, you want to try and give Jameis Winston some muddy options. And I just, I don't know offensively. I don't know offensively how the saints are going to score enough points to win this game. Unless the Packers and the special teams is something that, that Ross Jackson and I, when we did our crossover, we did not talk enough about Deontay Harris 
is arguably the best returner in the league. The Packers special teams, the Packers special teams has been a mess to say the least. I mean, that is the diplomatic way to describe what the Packers special teams have been for years, for years. And, and what's crazy is Mason Crosby is one of the steadiest and most clutch kickers in football. And yet the Packers special teams is still a nightmare overall because they give up returns. They have penalties. They're, they're really bad in kick coverage in punt coverage. Um, they've got, they've had kicks blocked. I mean, the, the execution of all of this has, has been a nightmare. And, you know, the, the, the Packers have to get all of that figured out. And if they don't, it's going to be, it's going to be an issue. Uh, that is, that is one way the Saints can, can keep this game close. I thought this was going to be a fun game. And if Michael Thomas were playing, I think it would be a really fun game. I am backing off that a little bit now because not only is Traquan Smith out, Ken Crawley's out too. And that's your, that's your cornerback too. That's the guy that was going to start for you. And now he's going to be out. That's a pretty big problem when you're playing against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard and all these guys who can really play. So now you needed to be Desmond Trufant, who they just picked up off the street. You needed to be Paulson Adebo, who is a rookie. And that's that's like their list of players who can play boundary corner. I mean, I'm I'm looking at their depth chart right now. They have three guys who can play boundary corner. And then they have one of the best slot guys in the league in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Maybe you put Devontae Adams in there a little bit more to get him away from Marshawn Lattimore. I'm interested to see if Lattimore is going to follow Adams or what the plan is there. And where does Malcolm Jenkins play? Is he going to play that robber role? Is he going to play a lot in the box? Are we going to see him you know, take some, some opportunities one-on-one with receivers. And if that is the case, can you get MVS matched up on him in some of those quarters looked from the slot, getting him vertical and, and create those big plays like they did last year with Alan Lazard. This is, this is a problem guys for the saints. This is a problem. And I expect green Bay to be able to take advantage of it. The other thing that we haven't talked about is What's going on in the front for New Orleans? And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they've got this diverse group of flavors. They've got the the fruit flavors, cherry barcia, raspberry. Uh, They also have coconut, strawberry. But they've got these decadent dessert flavors, salted caramel, German chocolate, cookies, and cream, plus these limited edition flavors, the grasshopper cookie. Unbelievable. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off on your first order. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at built.com. So the interior of this Saints defense. <laughs> So they don't have uh, Sheldon Rankins anymore. David Onyemata is suspended. They lose Trey Hendrickson. Now they draft Peyton Turner and he's done some nice things. But the interior of their defensive line is Christian Ringo, former Packer, Malcolm Roach, Montrevious Adams, former Packer, Shy Tuttle. That is it. That's what they've got. 
So the interior, I know they have Demario Davis and Quan Alexander is somehow going to play coming off a torn Achilles. I, I don't think we should expect Quan to be his normal self, you know, someone who can get sideline to sideline and be that sort of like four, four linebacker. I don't, I don't see that. I think this defense is in, in general going to be slower than it maybe needs to be. And although that's not going to hurt them as much in Jacksonville as it might in New Orleans, because that's a fast track down in New Orleans, this is pretty suboptimal. The interior of that defense could have been a place where you had an advantage against Green Bay, where you have two rookies, Josh Myers and Royce Newman. So you compound the fact that this game is no longer in New Orleans, in the Superdome, loud, as loud as any stadium in the league a rookie center trying to get all the operations right with Aaron Rodgers, the silent count, the jump off sides, if you can get it, those kinds of things. Now, now you can go to Jacksonville ticket sales. haven't been great. Now Matt LaFleur said that good seats still available as Bob Uecker would say, maybe you go down, maybe make a trip. I still think it's going to be more Packer fans than saints fans down there. And so I, I think it's going to be a de facto home game. Packers are going to be in their greens. This is an opportunity to take advantage of, and it is a nice easing into the NFL for these two rookies. Now, I don't know that that either of them need easing in per se. I don't. I don't mean to imply that, but this is uh, a much more friendly environment than it might otherwise be. It is an opportunity for them to play in front of a a neutral at worst crowd. At best, it is Packer friendly. Now, does that mean that they're going to be quiet when the Packers are on offense? Even the guys at Lambeau don't do that. So maybe not, but it's not going to be as raucous as it would otherwise be. And you're playing, you know, these these guys are, are practice squad caliber players in most cases. I mean, Montrevious Adams has bounced around the league. Christian Ringo has bounced around the league. These guys are not bona fide NFL starters on the inside. And so that is, that is a, a really nice way to welcome yourself into the NFL. And then, you know, not to not to look too far ahead, but you look at what they're what they're facing in Detroit. Ali McNeil is a rookie. Levi Onwarzurike is a rookie. You know, Michael Brockers is a nice player, but you know this this uh, Detroit defensive line does not inspire a lot of confidence, especially along the interior. I mean, this is a really nice way for the Packers to, to get this thing started for, for this young group. And importantly, it means that you are in a position now to run the ball effectively, to have an opportunity to keep yourself in positive down and distances, to keep yourself out of the Dennis Allen craziness. No, you know, the, the designer blitzes and all that stuff. You keep yourself in advantageous down and distances. You're able to get to everything in your playbook because on first and 10, if you need to hand it off or second and long, you know, your first and 10 falls incomplete. Now it's second and 10 and you go to those RPO looks pre-snap Rogers likes the, the, um, the, the numbers you go to a run, you feel pretty good about, about making those checks to run because precisely because you feel good about your rookies. Now I do need to say Royce Newman, he beat out a veteran. Royce Newman beat out Lucas Patrick for that right guard spot. Yeah, Lucas Patrick is starting at left guard. That was not where he was starting camp. That was not. I mean, he was doing some flipping back and forth. He was the right guard last year. Theoretically, that's his spot. 
So you could just say, Lucas Patrick, you're staying at right guard, but this is, they're telegraphing this here for us. When Ellen Jenkins comes and, and slides back to left guard, when David Bakhtiari gets back, whenever that is, Royce Newman is staying at right guard. Lucas Patrick is not going back. If Lucas Patrick were going to be the right guard when Elton Jenkins came back, he would be the starting right guard today. Not Royce Newman. He's not. He's not. That's, that is a, a meaningful difference. So Royce Newman is going to be the dude. And it's going to take a little while before they really get tested. Probably the San Francisco game. Um, because they they like to move around their pass rushers. They're going to bring A-gap pressures. They're going to slide Eric Armstead inside and let him and rush. And you got Javon Kinlaw that you got to worry about. So it's not like there's going to be nothing. But this is a pretty nice way to ease into your schedule. Some backups. Road, but neutral. And then you come home to play a, you know, a, a fine, fine to less than fine interior defensive group. So I think I think Green Bay is in a really nice position here to be able to run the ball, to to give themselves nice downs and distances, and not make Aaron Rodgers have to to, to throw it thirty times. You don't want to have to do that because you don't want to have to show your stuff against Minnesota. You didn't care because you want to beat them and you want to score forty on them, and you're going to use your stuff because you trust Mike Zimmer to have good defensive adjustments, and they did. And, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at an opportunity to beat a division rival. It's very different. Now the saints could be a playoff rival and, and that's a great thing, but, um, you know, you, you, you don't want to show everything in week one. If you don't have to, you just don't, I mean, you want to go into that 49er game, for example, and have some of those plays in your back pocket. You want to beat the saints team because they're, they're weak in spots that you can exploit. And give yourself a great opportunity to do it without showing your hand, without showing your some of your hand defensively. Try not to get any. If you have some designer blitzes, don't show them if you don't have to. If you have some interesting stunts up front, don't show them if you don't have to. See how the vanilla stuff works because Saints don't have their guys. And they don't have their best receiver. They don't have their probably second best receiver. They don't have their second best corner. They're really thin at some positions. You cannot be thin against against Green Bay. The one place on this defense where you can take some advantage is at cornerback two for the Packers. If you don't have depth at receiver, can't take advantage of it. The one place where the Packers are most vulnerable on offense is the interior offensive line. If you don't have the guys to take advantage of it, where do you have an advantage? Where are you giving yourself a chance to be better than your opponent? Everywhere else, Green Bay is either even or better. So what is the what is the case? What is the case for New Orleans? The case is some fluky stuff happens. The Packers don't hold on to the ball. You get a Tampa Bay like four turnover performance off some some drop passes that turn into interceptions. Uh, some special teams flukiness. Now, by the way, the Buccaneers needed some missed kicks and just I mean shanked kicks by Greg Zerline. I missed extra point, missed chip shot field goal to to be in that game. You don't expect Mason Crosby to do that, but you've got a new punter now. You hope that he's out there booming. Uh, but you know, you don't know how is the, how is the, the execution going to be in the holding game with, with a new punter? I mean, you've got basically a week and a half to get it together. I mean, how is that going to all come together for green Bay? These are, these are important questions that we have to be asking. And that is, that is the way now we are going far down the rabbit hole. Now, I mean, we are really making a lot of excuses for the Saints on how they can do this. Deontay Harris has a couple big returns. He returns one for six. 
you get a blocked field goal or you get a shanked punt or you get, you know, it's special teams and then some fluky turnovers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. The Packers don't turn the ball over. You need some very out of character things offensively for the Packers to go very wrong. And you need to get lucky with some special teams. That's the roadmap. And that's a pretty narrow roadmap for the Saints. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on turning to football as teams get back on the gridiron to start their season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super. No, we can't do that because that already happened. But bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season when you use the promo code locked on bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to locked on bets hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks. Blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Final predictions here. So I, I said with Ross on Thursday, I had it at 30 to 24. I am now dubious, and I don't know that Traquan Smith should be, you know, a, a needle mover for me, but... I'm now dubious that they can get to 24. I think this this might be like 34-17 or 30 to 20, 31-21, 30 to 21, something like that. I like the Packers uh to cover. Uh the last I looked, it was it was three and a half. It had been four and a half. I don't know why that number is coming down. I expect to get back to four, four and a half by game time. And I, I think the Packers, right now, especially, you know, everything we just talked about. The places where you need to be good to take advantage of the Packers right now, the Saints aren't. And the places where you can take advantage of the Saints, the Packers can potentially be strong, especially interior defensive line, quarterback two especially. You have to win this game. You don't have to win it convincingly. I don't buy into that kind of stuff. This is an NFC team who, by the end of the season, I think is going to be a playoff team. I think the Saints are a playoff team. And I think they get Michael Thomas back. They get they get some of these guys back from injury. They start to gel. Some of these rookies who I think can really play. Quan Alexander starts to get healthy. Marquez Callaway gets up to, to more NFL speeds. Adam Troutman starts picking up the deal. And I think this can be an explosive offense eventually. You make a trade at receiver maybe. They're not there yet. You need to get, this is an NFC win. These things count a little bit extra. You know, if it were Jacksonville, you'd just go, yeah, well, well, Jacksonville's a bad example because you better you better freaking beat Jacksonville. But whatever the AFC version of the Saints is, so like, I don't know if this was the Broncos, you feel like okay, you need to you need to you need to win this game. Uh, but if it's the Broncos, you're like, well, but like eh, loss to the AFC, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to it's not going to hurt you a ton in in the grand scheme of things in the playoffs. Plus. With the 17-game season, you now get the extra cushion of a game. You drop a stupid game here. You've got an extra game to make it up. Now everyone else does too, but they have another opportunity to drop a stupid game just like you do. So this right now, given the way these two teams are constructed, given the aspirations of these two teams, Green Bay is a bona fide Super Bowl favorite. They're the number two team in the NFC by at every betting site. 
they're the they're the landslide favorites in the NFC North. This is a game that you win. You have to win. And this is a game that you would like to, in a perfect world, win convincingly the same way you did in week one last year. The Packers came out of the gates firing. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, firing. I think this offense has a chance to be better. I really do. I think they can be better. I know they were the best offense in the league last year. I think they have a chance to be better, more efficient, more effective. Now, maybe not quite as crazy good in the red zone, but I think play to play, down to down, they can be better. Better on third down when you get someone like Randall Cobb who has that feel with Rodgers. You, you want to win this game 34-17. Now, don't, you don't have to get so caught up in that that you get overly aggressive or anything like that. But you you should now win this game convincingly, I think, given the injuries, given everything. And I, I think that's where I see this game going. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think it is a double-digit game. But I'm not going to be surprised. Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the league. Jameis Winston, I think, under his tutelage, can be better than we've seen him be. And they still have Alvin Kamara. I mean, Alvin Kamara can still single-handedly beat you. We saw against the Vikings last year, this team lose to a running back, basically. When the when the offense uh, in the passing game did very little. Now, that was a different um, setup. The Packers were like, in a, in a game, this was, it, it, it drove me nuts. In a game where it is gale force wins, Mike Pettin is staying 10 yards off everyone on third and six, third and eight. Let's play way off. Tell me how it makes sense. Make it make sense. And they completed everything underneath. I mean, Kirk Cousins was like 12 for 16 in that game because he didn't have to throw it. Dalvin Cook killed them and, and he killed them in the passing game to tackle. If the Packers tackle in this game and don't make special teams mistakes, they win by double digits. That's where we are. That's where we are with this team. And I think this is going to be a terrific way to kick off the season. I think they're going to look good and everyone's going to go, here they come. Here they come. Because the Cow- you know, the Cowboys-Bucks game was a thriller. Bucks didn't look sharp. I think that defense is not as strong as it was last year at the end of the season. Uh, I, I think everyone had a full offseason to study it. Vita Vea is still a monster. JPP, Shaq Barrett, all those guys. You know, Devin White, Levante David, um, Carlton Davis. They had an injury at corner. There were already some questions about their depth at corner, Sean Murphy bunting. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I think I think this is where Green Bay wants to come out and say, look, we lost last year in the NFC Championship game. The Bucs didn't look awesome in week one. They, they won by the skin of their teeth. We're going to go out and show this is our time. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. We'll be back Monday. Go subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube. Every day we have a podcast. We have a podcast on YouTube and go subscribe to the podcast audio on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.